Welcome to Conversations, a podcast by Christ Presbyterian Church of Auburn, where we get to sit down and have a conversation with our pastor, Eric Zellner, and learn how God's Word applies to our lives. Welcome back to Conversations. We're so glad you're listening today. Um, I'm your host, Will Levant, and with me here is my pastor, Eric Zellner. How are you doing today? I'm good, Will. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I have to admit to the listeners that I just restarted the podcast because I didn't like the introduction. So, um, <laughs> Well, it, it probably, in, for those listening, it, they would not know how um, mundane and repetitive the, the intro is, <laughs> and so it's something that... I just want to mix it up. You have to fight through that. It's hard. It's a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> but uh, for the listeners, we're currently on the series of the fruits of the Spirit. Last week, we talked a lot about patience and long-suffering. Um, and if you haven't listened to, especially the one we did on love and describing the fruits of the Spirit, we, we recommend you go back to that because we kind of introduced the fruits of the Spirit and talk about them further um, collectively and about what that verse is, what is trying to get across. Yeah. Um, but today we're going to be going over, uh, kindness and goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so pastor Eric, what is kindness and goodness? Yeah, I think, um, let me, let me reference this again. We're, we're at Galatians five twenty two and 23, and I'll just read it again. Uh, you and I stumbled across a difference in the, uh, in some of the older language. So what I'm reading is from the English standard version. That's what I used to preach from. Um, it says in verse 22, but the, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And of course, Paul's talking about the fact that the Spirit is at work in the lives of God's people and that these things are are the natural uh, growing fruit that takes place in our lives. And so when uh, since our last podcast, I've actually thought about the fact that kindness and goodness, at least in our thinking, are so often overlapping that in some ways to even try to discern the difference feels like you're walking on um, slippery ice or kind of shaky ground, perhaps. Um, one of the things uh, I think we might want to do is just start with kindness. Let's talk about that a little bit, because that's the that's the place that, as you and I were both studying and talking through this, it, it became challenging to kind of put vocabulary to it and think about it. And then for our listeners, we had in the course of that study and kind of conversation before we turned on the mics, we had a, a pretty helpful discovery. And so that's where we'll go today. Um, John Stott talks about uh, kindness as if it's a disposition, um, as if it has everything to do with a kind of a posture of your heart, um, which, you know, my first thought is, well, kindness is the kind of thing that you know it when you see it, but it's pretty hard to define um, and, and certainly hard to uh, label it in your own life. But you know it when you see it in other people. You I know people that I think, gosh, he's one of the kindest people I know, or she's one of the most kind people that I know. Um, and so with kindness, the part that um, that has caused me some tension in thinking about this is, is it simply just an attitude of heart or a disposition of temperament? I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with something being a disposition of temperament because <laughs> I'm not born with a great temperament. I'm born kind of high-strung or whatever. Um, so I, I don't want to cast something that's the fruit of the Spirit as if it's just a disposition of temperament. 
And yet, I think it is fair to say that that flowing out of who we are in Christ and and um, by the work of His Spirit within us, kindness is something which um, flows forth. The thing that struck me, I was uh, thinking on this, and and I often reference this Old Testament word, which is hesed, uh, and that in the Hebrew that that is basically sometimes translated as loving kindness or steadfast love. Um, translators have a little bit of a hard time knowing what to do with it. In the New Testament, uh, you, as you and I were talking, Will, the, the passage that came to mind was, all right, where where is God described as loving kindness or in loving kindness? And as we talked about, Titus 3, 4 through 7 came to mind. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by sin and righteousness, by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration. He goes on to talk about how that takes place. But there again, it, it's an overlapping of goodness and loving kindness or kindness. So, uh, Will, it was when you looked at the uh, King James translation of Galatians 5 that I think we stumbled on something that's really useful. Um, how does, what is Galatians 5 in the, in the King James reference? Um, well, the verses, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Yeah. So it seems as if all the other fruit is there except for kindness as substitutes meekness. Yeah, it uses meekness. And that, you know, when they're translating uh, passages of Scripture, the, the, the word order is not as um, as easily clear, especially in lists like this in the Greek. So the, the word meekness actually helps— I think clue us into what this really is that we're talking about. And suddenly that changes everything because when you think about Jesus and the sermon on the Mount and Jesus uh, gives those beatitudes. And one of those is blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Um, And so the King James translators were taking that same word and, and giving it meekness. The English standard version translators are taking that word and coming up with kindness so if I was to teach on the, um, the fruits, excuse me, the, uh, the Beatitudes, I would describe meekness as a quality of character that is actually longing for the good of another person. It's actually pushing forward the other person's uh, well-being, which is why Jesus would connect this reward to it. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Having given their lives for the good of someone else, being willing to be second so that someone else can be first, then God's offering or promising that there is a great inheritance for being willing to give away or push forward someone else's good now, right? So when we we begin to think about this, that that gives us a little traction, I think, to work on with the, with regards to kindness. We're no longer just talking about a disposition, though it is that. Uh, it is also a disposition that's longing for the good or the uh, the best of some for someone else, and so Philip Ryken says it's a constant readiness to help. Uh, he connects it as an extension of God's grace to the people around us. And as you and I were talking offline, we we're dealing with the the concept of compassion and caring. How does pity intersect with this? Um, it seems to me that that when we're translating or when we're thinking about how to talk about what kindness is. We're really talking about a disposition that is longing for the good of someone else, um, which is why you could, you and I could say, well, I don't know. 
you know it when you see it um, because you know people who um, speak and act in a manner that is kind. Um, yeah, and we were talking about, when we were talking about compassion, we went through and looked where Jesus had compassion. Yeah. And in mostly all those verses, the ones we looked at, all of them, mm-hmm. um, that compassion drove him to do something. To do something good for someone else, yeah. And so many of those were healing, right? In the, in the case of that, um, the leper um, was one of them. And that, yeah. And so here, here is from a heart of compassion, a heart of kindness, longing for the good of the other person, acting. And so this is why I think that kindness and goodness overlap in a, in a careful way. So we, we, it's going to be difficult to, to make a dividing line, but here's, here's how we might. Uh, goodness biblically tends to be um, a, a, a quality of moral excellence that, that exudes from God. Like this is exactly what God is. He's described as goodness. Um, the essence of his being is that he is a God who is good, right? So it doesn't surprise us in that sense that what this fruit of the Spirit is, by virtue of God doing a work within us, he is making us more like him. Uh, in moral excellence. Uh, some folks, if I, if I referenced John Stott earlier, Stott would say that that goodness is really a readiness to do uh, that which is good for other people um, by way of deeds or, or actions. Um, and so I think there's a, uh, there's a sense in which kindness could be viewed as a posture of heart, and the reason they overlap is because goodness maybe puts the hands and feet to that kindness. It is, uh, it is doing good for someone else. But then you also really do have this sense that um, when Paul talks about think upon these things, that whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is of, of uh, a good report, all those things are are actually asking us to to lift our thoughts, lift our actions, uh, lift our our moral fiber to a plane that is above the flesh, to a plane that is godlike. Um, and so, in some ways, one of the great comforts of this passage is these are fruits of the Spirit of God at work in us. Um, we we should conclude by reminding our listeners why this um, why this would be growing in us. And the answer to that um, we keep finding is that God is always the first giver of kindness. He is the first giver of goodness. And from his heart of kindness, from his desire for our good, uh, going along with that idea of meekness, it is from that heart that he pushes forward the good of his people who are wicked and in need. Um, and so when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, which is incarnation language, when Jesus appeared, uh, he saved us, uh, which tells us that it is from the heart of God uh, in the actions of God. So maybe when we think about this particular fruit of the Spirit, we need to think about from the posture of our heart to our hands and our words and uh, our actions. 
And what you just said reminds me in Romans, um, where it's a, a good man would not even die, or, or a righteous man may die. Yeah. But Christ, even though we were sinners, right. died on the cross for us. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> when we were not good at all, right? Not good at all. And uh, and so that actually exudes his moral excellence, his kindness, uh, his desire to do good for us. So. Uh, I hope this is helpful for our listeners. I think this is, uh, it's been really helpful for me to think through the difference between kindness and goodness, and uh, hopefully it's spiritually nourishing for us. I think so too. Well, thank you, Pastor Eric. Uh, thank you so much, Will. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you for listening. <laughs>